film has been or will be released the greatest of all time. This show will find that film. This is the greatest film of all time, according to me. But, Brandon. Welcome back to the greatest film of all time. According to me for another week, I'm your intrepid me, Brandon Maynard. It's the show where we delve the depths of film to crown an undisputed champion. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Happy Matt Damon month. <laughs> this arbitrary month that I have established for everyone. Uh, we're all we're all doing it. You're seeing the signs everywhere. Uh, I'm just happy to you know have have been a part of it. You know, frankly. Um, what's new with me? Uh, let's see this last week. Uh, we did a new episode of Bigfoot and bourbon. Uh, my other podcast with my, uh, co-host and guest from the prior show. You mean the pre episode? I mean, uh, not prior show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really stupid and I love it so much. And it's, uh, I'm glad to have done it again. Um, let's see what else is going on. Lots of stuff. Uh, there was the alien thing. Look, I need to delve in a little bit deeper, uh, but so far all I heard was a lot of people talking about stuff, and that's great. Uh, I'm interested in theory, but I got shit to do, man. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe once I see something, <laughs> I'll say something. When I Look, when I see something, I'll say something. Um, what else I got? <laughs> Let's see, personal life. Uh, Marcy, she's doing good. Uh, AKA Marcy flatly due to her proficient kicks. Uh, she's a great kicker. Uh, she's doing well. And her, her new trick, everyone, you'll love this. So in the early morning hours, let's say four five or six, usually she gets up like seven 30. Um, but somewhere else in the early morning hours, she does this new thing where she, uh, screams <laughs> just, for like 20 minutes at a time, just screams. And you know, like during the day she'll do this and it's her like finding her voice and she's like, Hey, look what I can do. And, uh, she does it. And then, uh, at night she'll do it. And it's really difficult to take <laughs> because like, it's not, you can tell it's a different scream than when she's like upset. She is merely making noise <laughs> to make noise. Uh, we, we've, we started calling it the, uh, the Marcy show. She's hosting the Marcy show and, uh, maybe she's got a, maybe she's got a, uh, a future in, in, in the biz performer either, uh, with her kick kicking <laughs> her Irish step dancing or, uh, screaming, uh, in, in at late night. Hey, maybe that's what we need out there. We got a lot of like, just. Jimmy's hosting shows, right? How about we have a baby who screams for 20 minutes at <laughs> four in the morning? <laughs> I, honestly, I'd watch that show. I just don't want to live that show. Anything else I got going on? Yeah, there's the, I mean, the Barbenheimer, Barbie Oppenheimer. I have, I, I haven't seen any of it. I can't, I can't delve into the, the national dialogue on it. And that's a bummer. But Barbie, gonna go see tonight. Uh, 
My wife is going to see it again with me, also going with Scott of You Mean Debris fame, and his wife, Laurel, of Inglorious Bastards fame. <laughs> She's the one that uh, Inglorious Bastards is her favorite movie, and I thought that was crazy, and it sort of started this podcast. Um, let's see, what else I got? Okay, so reading. I finally finished Over the Phoenix, and I think, so here's my theory on... Harry Potter for me. <laughs> you don't hear about a theory that only applies to me? Because good, that's what's happening. As the books go on, they get better. The movie Order of the Phoenix was, is, hmm, I want to be kind. I like, I like all of the movies in general. So in the, in the grand scheme of movies, they're still highly rated for me, even the bad ones. Uh, this is a bad one, a bad movie for, for them. And I think that has soured this book for me. When really it's a very interesting book uh, that I don't think uh, is captured well on the screen. And I think that's because movies are hard to do long ass books about. That's a problem. It should be a show, but the money's not there. Maybe after the strike, maybe TV will be fruitful for everyone. <laughs> I doubt it because that's <laughs> it's the studios that don't make it a money, not the people. Um, but, you know, maybe this solves it. <laughs> Uh, I'm also reading Fairy Tale still by Stephen King. Uh, no new thoughts on that. I haven't had a lot of time with that one. I have to be able to sit there, hold my book, read it. Whereas I've been listening while I do other things lately. Been been pretty packed uh, schedule, or as the British uh, people that I work with, uh, a busy diary. Um. I don't understand that the diary. Can I get on your diary? They have they have the word scheduled, right? Isn't diary a thing too? Do they not? Do they call it something else? Hey, if you're British out there, first, <laughs> good day. <laughs> That's Australian. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me know what what do you call a thing you write in? Is it just a journal, or do you call both things diaries? Gotta know. I have to know. Brits, get in there. Get in there. Get in my DMs. Um, and also, okay, so I'm listening to a new book because I finished Harry Potter, and I'm listening to Upgrade uh, by Blake uh, Blake Crouch. It's sort of like a superhero kind of thing, but it's it's not... Hmm. It's more like scientific. Sort of like... Uh, is it good? Like Michael Crichton type of vibe to it. I like him. Uh, well, I like Michael Crichton. But I also like Blake Crouch, and uh, it's it's good so far. I haven't got that far, that four, so I don't really know where we're going. But I know the premise because they got to it quickly. Hey, Stephen, Mister King, let's get to that fantastical element before page one sixty. What do you think? Uh, TV, still watching Righteous Gemstones, still doing my uh, Uncle Baby Billy. Uncle Baby Billy is here. I uh, love that <laughs> voice. I can't get enough of it. RuPaul is over. Jimbo won. Got it. I got that right. I was pretty proud of myself. I did not know. So I haven't watched it a ton. I've been watching it more recently with Kate. And I did not know that they they take take into account the whole season. So I, I would have been very confident that Jimbo won in that case. I thought she had to win on the day. I thought she had to have the best performance. And that's where I was like, I don't know. She can't really lip sync. Uh, and ex- but she had one of the most iconic moments while lip syncing. And I don't care. 
it, it was her dressed in this insane costume, throwing uh, baloney, and she won because why shouldn't she? Uh, let's see, The Bear season two, it's rad. Been watching that. S- episode six of season two is maybe the hardest thing I've ever watched, <laughs> which is weird because like some of it is genuinely funny, some of it is absolutely hard like just family drama that makes you cringe. It's, it's really great. I think that show is fantastic, but at at the same time, sometimes hard to watch. Mostly watching reality. Besides that, let's see reality roundup here. We got secret chef. We watched all of the season one of that. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a cool premise and it's a, it's a fun, slightly different take on a cooking show. Uh, I like the idea that who you are doesn't, affect it like i like blind like that's why i like guy fury's uh uh term of champions because like no one knows who is actually battling and that takes any bias out of it there is some bias in this because you're trying to figure out who is who but you know still it's fun uh claim to fame still watching big brother is coming soon it's gonna be a hundred days it lasts till november they really don't want to pay writers huh that's interesting or actors Movies. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to go see Barbie today. I don't, well, maybe, you know, maybe it ends up being a special episode. I don't know if I can put it in the, in the podcast cause I didn't talk about it before. Uh, I need to have my intro. I need to collect my thoughts and I have not done that. We'll see. Uh, maybe it's so good that I have to throw it in. Maybe it's a Paddington two situation, which by the way, Paddington two is a perfect film if you haven't seen it and, uh, it will eventually be in my top five. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Um, I watched Avatar Way of Water. Finally finished it. Speaking of delving the depths, I'm just going to, okay. I love, I like James Cameron. I like, I like Terminator. I like Titanic. I like, I like when he goes like, uh, like this is more of a family friendly thing. I think Avatar is, whereas Terminator is, you know, kind of brutal and, I think I prefer, <laughs> and Titanic is maybe right in the middle. Half that movie is uh, family friendly. Half of it is a brutal death uh, watching thing. <laughs> I don't, I hated this movie and I don't want to hate this movie because I, I think that there's something cool that can be done. I think it looks really fun. I think the water stuff looks great. I just think the story is nothing. I think Focusing on the children is really uh, somewhat annoying to me. Um, I understand it, but they didn't. There's a lot of like magical nonsense that happens to bring back characters from the first movie that died, and I just don't really care to do that. I think uh, I didn't like it. I'll watch all of these dang things, even though they're very long, and uh, maybe I have to see it in theater to like fully immerse myself, but. That's a hard thing to pull off right now. Uh, I had to work hard to get to this Barbie viewing seeing, And I really want to see Oppenheimer, but Kate doesn't. I don't know if Kate wants to, so it might be difficult. Uh, I can't even do my yard, much less find time to watch a movie for three hours. Uh, So, look, I I don't like it. If you like it, that's great. I I want people to like... Things I I find myself on this podcast really hating things, (laughs) and I don't want to. That was never my intention with watching movie. I like to try to find the the best parts of it, 
And I thought I'd be able to do that for this podcast, but I don't always. And that I actually wasn't for this podcast and that that's fine, but I've talked about it for weeks, so I have to address it. I've got to address it, okay? This week, it's the start of Matt Damon month. So let's let's talk about Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. I've I've probably seen 95% of his movies. There are probably some that have snuck through. And I know one of them I plan on doing this month. Uh, Oppenheimer, I haven't seen, obviously, still. And I don't know if I'll get to it in time. But I haven't seen uh, some of the more recent things I, I bet have slipped past me. Uh, but I like him. I think he's, I think he's always great, even if it's a movie about the Great Wall of China, <laughs> and he's the only white person in it for some reason. Uh, I watched it. I liked it, ish. Um, yeah, I like him. I, I and when I was trying to think of movies to do, like there, are, there's so many different types of Matt Damon performances, and like I totally forgot about Jason Bourne movies. I love Jason Bourne movies. I wrote a, a movie that has a similar kind of like vibe to it. It's definitely not like a spy thriller, but it is like a thriller kind of conspiracy movie. And I watched uh, a couple of them again as a inspiration for the tone and it's good. I like it. I never read them and I think that I'm fine not because I want to I, I look Treadstone lives in my mind as a Matt Damon movie series that also one time had, uh, what was his name? Hawkeye. He, he did, I forgot they did that one. Born Legacy, maybe? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I like him. I, I, I can't think of many movies I don't like that he's in. Uh, I think I watched We Bought a Zoo and I hated it. I think the movie Syriana. I know I saw, and I know I did not like it. <laughs> it was one of those movies where a lot of different threads come together, and it was very unsatisfying. Uh, uh, unsatisfying the way it came together for me. Uh, but this one, this week, is Goodwill Hunting. I have seen this movie one time, and I remember thinking it was good <laughs> and liking it. Here's one thing: I have a, I have a gripe with this. The how you like them apples thing. And I, I have, I'm not going to look it up yet, but I I wonder why this is said. Did it exist before this? If not, what was the point of saying it? It's got to be something that like someone used to say that like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon knew, right? If it's not like a pre-existing thing that I've never heard of before this movie, or like, but why is it on? Why is it in there? It doesn't like. It's not a play on anything. Do you like apples? I got a number. I like them apples. Okay. If the if the phrase how you like them apples existed before, I have no problem with this. But I had never heard of it before this movie. <laughs> so that's a I'm gonna nitpick the hell out of that unless I find out it's a pre existing <laughs> thing. And then I will look. I'll I'll send a notes app apology out to everybody on on Instagram and hey, on threads. Okay. Catch me on threads. <laughs> That's actually not true because I haven't figured out. I, don't, I actually don't think you can use more than one account on a device without logging in and out. And I don't want to do that yet. So I'm only on my personal, according to Brandon, is not on threads yet. I mean, it technically is, I think. Like I hit it, but then I realized that I had to log out each time and I decided not to log back in. So that's the threads talk. Uh, what, what do I know about the movie? Robin Williams in it. He's great. Uh, it's sad. 
and it's not your fault at the end. Uh, the writers, a lot of people don't believe that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote this. They think like it's, um, I can't remember his name, but he's like a script doctor or maybe he's like a, a teacher of scripts and like he, he like read a copy and they think, oh, he definitely did a big polish on it. I think at the time we just didn't want to believe two handsome actors could write too, but why not? Why not? Ben Affleck is a good director and he has written other things. Pretty sure. I think he wrote Argo. Maybe not. He's written other stuff. Uh, Matt Damon, I actually don't know if he's written much since then. Uh, maybe he was less of the writer than Ben Affleck. Or, hey, I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe that person really wrote the movie. <laughs> but that's one thing I know about it. I I mean, he's a janitor. He's smart. I've seen that spoof where like a janitor solves a hard uh, math problem on a board before in several things, including, including the show Community, which they do a fun take where he just steals something. <laughs> I think he just steals the chalk instead of solving it. Uh, I think that's true. I liked it. It was Don Glover doing it. Guys, he's gonna be La- he's gonna do Lando. He's writing and uh, starring in it. He's gonna write it with his brother. Thoughts, everybody? I thought uh, he was great in Solo, and I think uh, that movie was pretty disposable to me. Should I go back to it? I bet I should. I gotta get to some Star Wars in this thing. I don't know how how long I can do it, so we're going to have to get back to it. But before that, it's Good Will Hunting. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this one, and we're going to do it. (laughs) Eloquent. Eloquent as fuck, guys. I'm good at this. Uh, So for music today, our song comes from my sister, by the way, of her friend Colin. It's called First Class by Rainbow Kitten Surprise. (laughs) Or... Is it the opposite? I don't know. It's a <laughs> it's a screenshot. Let's see. Um, Rainbow kittens kitten surprise. Okay, that's the artist. All right. It's called shoot. Now I have to look up the other thing. It didn't pop up. First class. Rainbow. Oh my gosh, I have to type so much. All right. So I don't know what this is. Hey, one of the first things is live from Athens, Georgia. So maybe they're a local band. I've I've never heard of this band. This is Rainbow Kitten Surprise, and I don't know what kind of music it is. Is it playing? Is it? Mellow. Say you get married on a porch in a we can get hitched and have a couple of kids None of them will look at all like us And the neighbors are we a bit too much And we live out in the desert With a man you never loved Is this it? What you want? What you want? Do you need love? Am I Love you all the same because 
Okay. That was a lot of the song. It's a it's a pretty long song. I was trying to get to a chorus, but I like this. I don't actually don't really know what I would call this genre of music, but I'm into it. I think the band name probably would make me never listen. Like out of like, like hey, I've hey, I heard this Rainbow Kitten Surprise is good. I don't think I would ever turn it on. But th- that would have been uh, I would have missed out. This is fun. I like this. It's a good vibe. I listen to a lot of stuff that is this kind of vibe. I don't know what the lyrics mean because I have not listened enough of it <laughs> to the song. But I like it. Rainbow Kittens Prize, first class. All right. As for this next Rainbow Kittens Prize, it's going to be Google Hunting Time. Let's do it. That didn't make any sense. Welcome back. Um, oh my gosh. Let me just address it now. I think we all know what I what I did. Oh, better. What I didn't do. And here we go. That's right. I didn't play the Boston song. You know the one. Uh, it's in- inexplicable. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Why did I forget that this was a Boston movie? It, I mean, it's so Boston. It's one of the most Boston movies that there is. <laughs> but for some reason, it didn't register in my brain as I was doing the whole spiel up top. I'm in my head, you know. I haven't, I haven't had my uh, coffee probably. I don't know. I can't remember the state of mind I was in. I hadn't yet seen Barbie. The world changed after I saw Barbie. Uh, I decided that I'm not going to talk about Barbie on this podcast. Um, Not as part of the the canon. It's not going to be ranked uh, for two reasons. One, I don't think it's fair. It's been out two weeks, and I don't think I should spoil anything. And for that reason, I'm also not going to do Oppenheimer uh, anytime soon. But look, every every August, we know it's going to be Matt Damon month. And we'll see. I'll probably watch it before then because I, I, I'm interested in doing like a Christopher Nolan month. I want to do other people that are in Oppenheimer. Josh Peck month. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'll just say like Barbie was rad. I loved it. I would see it again. I will see it again, I'm sure, because of my wife. Uh, but also because I would want to. And that's it for that. And I, I apologize to my fans, my friends, my family. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> fans first. Okay, it's enough Boston, that Boston song, you know the one. Um, boy, I was surprised by this one. Not, and, I, and that's weird because I've seen it before. Uh, but as we have come to learn about me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I could have seen the movie a million times and have no idea what the movie was, uh, evidently. This one, I've only seen once. I know I only saw it once. And it was at a time I was like, I need to ingest a bunch of good movies. Uh, Or it was probably in the book that I got. There was like a thousand movies to see before you die. If it's not, uh, it should be. But I have have a feeling it is. I don't know. I'd have to look back at that book. My grandma got it for me. Uh, 
So I this one snuck up on me because I remember thinking, yeah, that was good. Like Damon, like young Damon's good, and Robin Williams is a treasure, and that's kind of all I remembered. And you, you, I remember the the bar scene where he gives like a dressing down to the the Harvard dude. Uh, but really, I this movie is strange because there there are a lot of quotes in it used in other things, and that was one of them. The bar scene they they do that sort of in Always Sunny. Uh, which I have a bullet points on. I have at least two. I think I remember writing it down twice <laughs> in my in my talking points. Uh, it, it's affected me obviously, but it, it there's a lot of things that they say, and I'm like, is this where that's from? And one of the big ones. Let's just get it right out of the way. The uh, how you like them apples? Uh, I I don't know how. I don't know why I would know this. I also don't know how I would know it other than um, intellectual curiosity. This is a saying. <laughs> it's a saying from before this movie existed, and thus that is earned. I'm I'm fine with that interaction now. But it is weird that like I had never, I've never heard anyone use that phrase and it not be a reference to this movie. And maybe it's because he's an old soul. He's been reading. He knows all those fun old World War II. I think it said it was a World War II uh, saying. Look, sorry, Mia culpa. I think I said I do a notes app apology. <laughs> I forget if I said that. If not, look, maybe I will. I don't know. I have Instagram, um, but I probably won't. <laughs> it would be ridiculous to try to explain to anyone why I did it if they don't listen to the show. And if you listen, you you already heard. I said I'm sorry. Okay. Why is it when when has that not been enough for you people? Uh take a little sip. Today I got myself a mojito. Now it's not a full real mojito. It is real rum. But we got the my wife and I, when we go to home goods, we like to spend too much money. But in addition to well no. Part of that money is we spend a lot of money on skinny syrups. Like for coffee. Sometimes they have fun drink ones. I had a spicy margarita. This one is a mojito. It tastes enough like a mojito, but it's low-cal. You know, it's great for the points, for the Weight Watcher points. At this point, Tobo Chico and Weight Watchers should probably be sponsors of this. And uh, while we're at it, my bike that I talk about, <laughs> it's a giant bike. It's a regular, normal, human-sized bike, but it's made by the company, Giant. Uh, and this has been a little bit of unpaid ads from Brando. Um, what was I saying? There, the, the, these quotes are in a lot of things. I think that's what I was saying. And then I had to drink my mojito. <laughs> um, let me see. Let's see what I wrote down. Um, it, it, oh, it makes me think I really want to go back to Boston. I love Boston. I didn't get a, a ton of time there. I went there for uh, my wife's work trip and we just kind of tagged on a, a long weekend. Uh, over Labor Day. So I watched some football at the UGA Boston Bar, which was really fun. It was interesting to see them try to uh, <laughs> serve Southern stuff to a bunch of Southerners, even though they, most of the bartenders are just like, they're from Boston. You know, they're just, they, they're they not from the South. They just work at the bar that became the Georgia Bar. So they brought out uh, fried pickles. They were pretty good. They brought out uh, boiled boiled. <laughs> Bold peanuts, and they're like 
y'all like these? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't understand them. Uh, it's just like wet. It's, it's super, I don't like it. I get the, the sentiment, like this, the, do I? No, I've, I actually don't. I don't, I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Don't offer me wet peanuts anymore. Unless it's in a peanut sauce. My wife's been making spicy noodles that have like a peanut spicy noodle sauce and then like a Korean barbecue uh, beef. Guys, get on this. If you, <laughs> I don't know if everyone puts it together, but we do. And it feels like she wouldn't have done it unless they did. But Or hey, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm uncultured. That's why I didn't know about that. <laughs> I like the maple saying. Uh, so yeah, I want to go back to Boston. I want to do more things. I went to a Red Sox game. I went to the uh, uh, Sam Adams Brewery. But that's kind of it. And we went to like, uh, <laughs> went to the mall. <laughs> went to the Italy. And I thought, man, this is the coolest place I've ever been. But there's like, it's a franchise. So like, I don't know how common they are. Other people are like, really... You, you really are uncultured. You go to the Italy and think it's a thing, but it's got like a cool Italian like uh, market in it and stuff. It's really, Gus, don't judge me, okay? I'm a simple man, and I, usually people are just trying to make me eat wet peanuts, okay? So, sorry, I, I am overwhelmed by the amount of cheeses at the Italy. I want to go back. That's it. I want to do another duck boat tour. It was fun. I want to do the accent more. I'm not going to do it now. Doppelganger. That's my favorite word to say. Doppelganger. Uh, what else did I write down? I'm already forgetting this movie. <laughs> I just watched it. But hey, it's been a it's been a crazy week. Barbie happened. And you know, once you see Barbie, did the rest of the movies even matter? I don't think so. Um, uh, okay. So the one of the biggest scenes is the bar argument. I was going to say fight. It's not a fight. It's the bar f- argument <laughs> scene. And I always remember this scene. This is the one where like he uh the Harvard dude is being like a arrogant dick to Ben Affleck who is pretending he goes to Harvard. And we see through that. Uh <laughs> Even like if he was saying normal things, it'd be like, Ben Affleck didn't go to Harvard. And I had to check, and I guess Matt Damon did go to Harvard. Um, I'll get more into that later. But so then Matt Damon st- steps up with his big old Boston accent and like eviscerates this guy. He says Golden Wood, a bunch of Golden Wood. That is the part that, uh, <laughs> so I saw Always Sunny before I ever saw this movie. Uh, and I seen quotes like I knew what Goodwill Hunting was about. Like I, I had seen the parody of someone working as a janitor and writing down uh, the uh, the answer on a, a chalkboard. I've seen that parody before, so I knew like, in general it's like, oh, it's a smart janitor. But there, there is obviously more to that uh, in this movie. But it's the Philadelphia episode where. Charlie has a goes to a frat house, or they have a house, and the frats are coming to it. I can't remember the premise of it exactly, but there's a college kid being a dick to him, and he keeps saying "Goldenwood." You read you Goldenwood, um, so that's all. It's a thing I'll never forget. <laughs> uh, I did actually not say it before, so maybe I do forget it. But I will always come back to Charlie Day saying it versus <laughs> Matt Damon. 
there is a fight scene in this movie. And I don't know if it's just the way Max made it look when I was watching it, but it, so it's a slow-mo fight scene and it, (laughs) if you didn't watch the movie, go find the slow-mo fight scene. It looks to me (laughs) like they made them go slow. (laughs) I don't, I can't imagine that's true. But the way it looks slowed down, it looks like they're just <laughs> slowly acting out a punch or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe it was my internet. Maybe it was Max. I I laughed and I rewinded it and I was like, "This is insane. <laughs> Why does it look like this?" Slow-mo's got better. Uh, it's not. And it's not definitely not better than the convoy slow-mo fight scene. Uh, rest in peace. We miss you. We definitely miss everything about the movie Convoy. Um, what are, what are the other big things? Like, it's it's the movie to me exists. You have the relationship between Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Everything else doesn't really matter. It does and it doesn't. Like, you need to know that he's like a blue collar guy. He's a he's a small town Boston even though it's not a small town, but like he has a small town like feel because he's Southie. Okay, so it's South Boston. And uh, lower class, I guess, or at least poorer class. I don't know how to... I don't, I don't know. I'm uncultured. Um, but really, it comes down to like these conversations. And that like that's where this movie like is really, really effective for me is just seeing two people talking. Which is uh, s- sounds boring, <laughs> but it's that's the best part of this movie. You do get like Ben Affleck in his suit going there pretending to be uh, Matt Damon for an interview, and it's look, I got no notes, and there's some fun with like Casey Affleck and the guy from Too Fast Too Furious. <laughs> there's some fun like camaraderie moments like that, but largely this is Matt Damon talking to a therapist he doesn't want to have played by Robin Williams, who's being a therapist that he doesn't want to be. I don't, it works though. There's uh there's something there. And I guess that's why people like this film. Um, what else did I write down? Oh, I, I wrote down, uh, I got to go see about a girl. This is something, I don't know if this is from this movie or he is saying that, as in allusion to someone like that, that definitely feels like an old classic novel thing. I go see about a girl. <laughs> like if they say it in Casablanca, I'd be like, yeah, of course they do. I don't know. I don't know if it's a reference to anything, but I, uh, there's a Lee Bryce song where he, he talks about this and I love that phrase. I go see about a girl. And now I'm like, do I even, do I look it up and ruin this for myself? We're going to do it. Starting up Chrome, starting up Chrome. See about a girl. First thing that popped up was Lee Bryce. Gotta go see about a girl. What is the famous line in Goodwill Hunting? And it says, How do you like them apples? That's not what I Googled though. Um It okay. I mean it does. It looks like it's from this. That's a good line. That's a great line. Okay. Good. Good job, Will Hunting. <laughs> Actually, uh, Robin Williams says it first and Will steals it. And then I was like, 
you wouldn't say that if he was quoting something else. So if you didn't originate this saying, I'll be mad. But he did. Cool. Good. I like that phrase. I think it's a fun turn of phrase. I'm going to say it more often. I got to go see about a girl. It's usually going to be my wife, but it could be my daughter. Now I could say it for two people. It's pretty sweet. This one's really singing, guys. I had a long, long ass week. And as I said, I saw Barbie. (laughs) So everything's a little different now. Where were you at when you heard about Barbie? (laughs) Huh? Right in. Where were you? Um, did some research on this. There's a lot out there on this and I didn't write it all down. I, I did research the, how you like them apples and I'm an un- uncultured swine, as I've said. Uh, so one of the things that I knew about this movie is that people in the industry doubted that Affleck and Damon wrote it. They thought it was written by, uh, shoot, what's his name? Ron Goldman, William, Go- William Goldman. He's a script doctor. He like he has like uh, a famous like script screenwriting book. He teaches classes, uh, but people just always say he wrote it. Like to the point, he makes jokes about how he wrote it. But then he'll he'll say it's not true um, because you know what he's in the, he, he's pretty invested. Like I guess if I think about it from two perspectives, one of them he could be an, he can be an Oscar winner if he said yes, I wrote it. But I guess you might not get as much script doctor work if you're insisting on credit because <laughs> that's usually a under the radar, like I'm going to pay you to fix this and you're, you're going to get paid, but you're not going to get your name on it. You're not going to be credited. I think maybe some credit issues got sorted out on that. I don't know. But either way, they all think he didn't, he didn't, they didn't write this movie. And I get, I actually understand because as I'm watching, I'm like, well, like the, it's just like these like very Boston blue collar guys hating the elites. I was like, that's that rings true. There's that that feels like a Ben Affleck thing to me for sure. And I was like, if he's friends with Matt Damon, they're probably both come from that. But then you you hear all the dialogue and what he's saying, and I'm not going to pretend I understand everything he's saying, all of the like references he's making. But it sounds pretty smart at a time you couldn't just pretend because you Googling didn't exist. It was hard to, to know all this stuff. That's when I realized he went to Harvard and uh, uh, Matt Damon went, went to Harvard. So it's kind of, then it all sort of, I was like, I don't, it, they probably wrote it. I'm sure he helped because he took a, take a look at it. But Matt Damon started writing it for, uh, as a, as a play, a playwright assignment at Harvard and he said, he said the only scene that actually survived from that uh, first thing was Damon's character meeting Robin Williams for the first time. And he get, they kept it in verbatim. It's a great scene. It also feels like a play. This makes a lot of sense to me that it was first sort of imagined as a play. And uh, it, it definitely has a play feel. Like dialogue scenes and quick, quick uh, back and forth. But... I guess the first like full script that was sold uh, was more of a thriller about like the government trying to like recruit him because he's like smart and they want to use his abilities. And Rob Reiner told them to drop the thriller aspect and focus on the relationship, which 
is clearly <laughs> the correct call. This movie, if it's a thriller, is disposable, I think. You you need it to have that relationship. Even if that if that relationship's in here and you're worried about a damn <laughs> government recruitment, it, it's gonna mully mully sully or muddy the film. <sighs> Man. Not good at talking. Why'd I do this for 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 why did I try to do this? <laughs> If I can't talk, why, why am I doing this? Because I have the equipment. That's why. Once you buy the microphone, you're like, I got to talk into it or else I, I look like a fool. It's like the treadmill. I got to get on it because I paid money for it. And if I don't, it's gonna look, I'm going to look at it and go, man, you could have been anything else instead of what I spent money on. So now I have a podcast. <laughs> I drink mojitos. <laughs> and I talk about films, including this film, which William Goldman did not write. Supposedly, um, I, I read so obviously Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in the movie and, and wrote it, and they had pushed hard to keep that uh, aspect going, which is wild because I mean you got to be really confident because if if you can't get um, this movie made, when is your when is your career start? And they had it. But they wanted Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio to play the roles, which would have been, let's, I'll just say it, it would have been pretty awesome, I think. I do wonder what Brad Pitt's Boston accent would have been like. I bet it's similar to his Italian accent in Inglorious Bastards. Um, this is, so I've talked about this before. This is like the only instance that I really want AI to be able to like make a movie. Is I do want to see what, this this movie would have looked like with of the era Pitt and DiCaprio in it. Would it have been good? And obviously later we're gonna figure out which what the cast of Armageddon would be playing. Would that be good? I bet it would. There's some crossover. Um what else did I write down? Uh so some Oscar buzz for this one. It was nominated for nine awards. Uh one, two. So it won supporting actor Robin Williams and uh, best original screenplay. So Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won an Oscar, and that is probably where things started to get annoying. They're like, "Oh, these like handsome young actors won an Oscar for writing." I doubt it, and I get it. You want to be jealous? You want to be petty? I have, I have my petty moments most days of the week, and today. Isn't going to be one of them. I think that's rad. I think they wrote something, they stuck to it, and they made them make the movie with them in it. That's awesome. Launched both their careers. Kevin Smith was a producer on this movie, which I did not know. Uh, I don't know how much, how hands-on he was, but I bet he probably helped them because I think they'd already done Clerks at that point. Um, uh, What else did they... Okay, so nominations. Best Picture... Uh, the lead actor that was Damon, supporting actress for Minnie Driver, director Gus Van Zant, uh, editing, music, and score. It's Danny Elfman, is that true? I think I, I think that was right. Danny Elfman, right? Or do the score on this? Tell you what, they had some, they had some people behind them for this movie for sure. Um, I, so I looked. Matt Damon lost to Jack Nicholas for uh, his future co-star. 
in the departed uh, for uh, as good as it gets. Now, I believe I saw this movie. I think if, I, if I'm right, it's Diane Keaton. Is that true? Or am I thinking of the wrong film? Oh, I think I am. Talent Hunt. Okay. I was about to say, I don't, I don't think he should have won for this, but I think I'm thinking of the wrong movie. What movie is he in with Diane Keaton? Am I dumb? Am I, am I, did I just accidentally think of the wrong person? I think I, I think I am. I was looking at his acting credits. I don't see where. <laughs> I think I just thought Diane Keaton was in as good as it gets. All right, well, I'm an idiot, okay? And we all knew that, but y'all sat there with me and listened to me confirm it. Um, okay, so I haven't seen As Good As It Gets, so I, I can't really speak to it. Uh, I think Damon was great in this, though. Uh, best Picture, lost to Titanic, and uh, yeah, of course. Like, there's that was an inevitability. Inevitability. How could they... Titanic was winning. It was like a... It was a good movie. I think I think it was a really good movie at the time. Go, looking back, it's I could be unkind to it, and I I try not to be because uh, I'm talking too much crap about these movies that I like, and I, I got to stop doing that. I, I actually like a lot of the stuff. If I don't like it, I'm not gonna hold back. Unfiltered man, like this skinny mojito. <laughs> um, yeah. So Titanic should have won at the time. And if you went back and did it again, I think you'd still probably give it Titanic. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 97%. Audience score, 94. I'm honestly a little surprised. So here, here's the thing with Rotten Tomato scores. It doesn't mean everyone says this is the best movie. That mean to be, um, not rotten, what's it, like certified, or to be fresh, it just has to not be a failing grade, right? So that means some people think this is a, a bad movie. Like, worse, uh, like at least a rotten movie. Which I don't think is true. Uh, I don't think it's the best movie. I But I I do wonder, like, what, what do you think is wrong with it? And I, I didn't look into it because I don't care that much. <laughs> but why is this my favorite movie? First up, number one with a bullet, it's Boston the City. Uh, no, that's not true. Number one is probably Boston the Accents. And then number two is Boston the City. I think I, if I weren't, weren't so Southern, I would be a good Bostonian. Uh, and it's not just because I look like Dave. Dave. <laughs> look like uh, Bill Burr, which I do. My mom even admitted it one time. She was like, oh, yeah, that does look like you. And she was like ready to come to my fence. Like, you don't look like him. And I showed her pictures like, yeah, that looks like you. <laughs> Here's the problem. I got nothing against Bill Burr, but no one's ever been like, man, Bill Burr is hot. <laughs> like, I I get it, but people like Bill Burr because he's funny, <laughs> not because of like his appearance. Is it cool to see myself represented in Star Wars? Yes, of course it is. But it's not like the most like, like, it doesn't make me think, oh, I, uh, I'm so handsome. <laughs> but hey, if you don't know what I look like, now you do. Just picture me, Bill Burr, yelling about something on stage. Um, 
What else do I like? Why else is this my favorite? And thus the greatest film of all time. I stop. I forgot my fun little, little line I say. Uh Damon. Damon is, is good. He's 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 really good at acting in it. <laughs> I'm eloquent. He's really good at acting. And the script is good. I think the dialogue like sings, man. It's really it's really effective. I I loved it. And uh he's great. No, no, and I don't know how much Ben Affleck writes. I don't know how much Matt Damon writes. The fact that he started it makes me think, hey, maybe he carries it a little bit. But I don't know. Ben Affleck's written other stuff, so it's not like this was a, a one-hit wonder for him. I think it might be for Matt Damon, though. Let's see. Um, let's see, Matt Damon. What what else has he written? What do you what do you think? He didn't write any Jason Bourne movies. Why would he? He's written four things, according to IMDb. Goodwill Hunting. Jerry? Is that his? Gary? Jerry? Friendship between two young men is tested when they go for a hike in a desert and forget to bring any water or food with them. Also directed by Gus Van Zant, Casey Affleck, Matt Damon, both wrote it with Gus Van Zant, and they both star in it. There's only two people. Interesting. I might have to watch this. Okay. Then he wrote Promised Land, which I knew. I remember that vaguely. He probably directed that too. Nope, he didn't. He just wrote it. Then The Last Duel. That's right. I think that movie got absolutely destroyed. And I don't think it's that bad. Affleck and Damon both wrote that with Nicole Holofsener. Who wrote other things. I don't know that person. She wrote, uh, I don't know those movies. Oh, she wrote You Hurt My Feelings, which uh, that's that new um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie. Okay, I'm just reading the internet now. Uh, Sorry. So, uh, Damon, uh, Robin Williams, rest in peace. Uh, He's so fantastic. It is like pretty heartbreaking to think like he would just he'd probably still be crushing it he's so good he was so he's he's funny and i i think they're the era of like big goofy robin williams that was like right at my wheelhouse because i was a kid but i think he's funny in like more subtle ways too and he's a really good dramatic actor i i I miss not having more robin williams roles in the world which is it's a bummer uh, well, that's sad that I thought I talked about that, but also Ben Affleck is great in this. I'll just say it. He does not get the credit that I think he deserves because of some bad movies he made at some point. I, and I don't think that's fair. Um, although he probably does more, more recently like Argo. Like I think he had a career resurgence, but he's not just like a, a sad meme Dunkin Donuts guy. Like he's good. Leave him alone. Leave alone. Leave Ben. Leave Ben alone. <sighs> Why not? Why is this not the greatest film of all time? And my favorite. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nitpicky. So, uh, is it Stellan? No. Is it Stellan? Stellan Skarsgård. Whatever. Whichever Skarsgård's in. This. <laughs> I think it's Stellan. That. That whole thing is super underdeveloped. Underdeveloped for me. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not enough to bring the movie down. Like, I'm not like upset it's happening. Something needs to be happening to like 
push him forward in this movie. But uh, this is it's just it's not effective. It's boring. Um, their his relationship with Robin Williams is not quite enough for me. This could this could elevate the movie more than it does, I think. And I, I this feels like oh, this was the part that the thriller was about. He is working for the government to recruit, and they had to change it, and they just never they didn't solve it to me. But like I said, does not take take enough away that it brings this whole movie down. I just I think it could have been better. Closing thoughts. Um, look, it's a great film. I think it's a great arc he goes on. Uh, I I do enjoy his relationship with Minnie Driver and talk about it a lot. Uh, I don't think she's the most well developed character, but in the in the grand scheme of things, for the movies I'm watching on this show, pretty well developed. And I like I like her. I think she's great in it. Uh, the, and obviously the great scenes between Damon and Robin Williams. It's all good. The the heartbreaking, like, it's not your fault at the end, which I wanted to make fun of. I wanted to get on here and make fun of it. I can't. It's good. It's effective. Every time they talk, I think it's great. It, there is, like, a journey to every conversation. And it's really, it's almost sort of like Aaron Sorkin-ish, uh, but, like, without the... No, actually, it was kind of close to Aaron Sorkin kind of dialogue at times. It's just like you can. See, there's an arc to every conversation, every scene. It's it's good. Um, I love heading back to Boston. This makes me want to physically go back there. And uh, just in general, Mad Damon Month was off to a great start. Happy to, happy to uh, happy doing it. I, I don't regret it yet. It's time for the top five. <clears throat> Going to be honest with you, didn't think there was a chance of, of movement. Um, and at number one, we've got it. It's Jaws. There's no movement there. Uh, Jaws is still great. It's a perfect movie. I think there is zero faults in it. Um, I, it's going to be hard to beat that one for me. Number two, last week was Interstellar. It's sticking there for me. Both have Matt Damon in it. And that's good. Um, I think Interstellar is, I've said it before, I have to have a Christopher Nolan month to to be certain. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. It's my, I think it's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I think it's the best movie for, for me, but I think I'm underselling Dark Knight. I loved it. And then Dark Knight Rises probably soured me on it. I need to go back. Much like Jack from Lost, my favorite show of all time. <laughs> that is true. Uh, favorite uh, non non comedy show of all time. Um, Interstellar stays at number two. Number three, Kings of Summer. Now this is a tricky one because I don't think there is a scenario in this world that even the biggest fan of this movie, Kings of Summer, would say that it's a better movie than Goodwill Hunting. But I am one of those people. <laughs> Even though I said there's no one, I'm the one. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Taylor Swift fans. You know what I what I mean. That's what those are the words, right? I like her, but I just I can't with her. <laughs> fans are just awful. Um I'm I'm this this wish fulfillment can't be topped. I'm sticking with the Kings of Summer there. Number four last week was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And I, I this one I also kind of fought over with myself 
Um, I think Goodwill Hunting is much more watchable. I, I think it's good. It's good. I think it's less clever at times, and it's it's obviously less weird. And usually, I like clever and weird. But I think, unfortunately, for Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, that Goodwill Hunting is taking over the mantle of the fourth spot <laughs> in the countdown. Okay, everyone, you can stop applauding now. Um, so number five is Eternal Sunshine. Number six, aka no longer in the five. Rest in peace. Everything everywhere. All at once. This is not time for a eulogy because I have a top five scenes. And I so I thought through this. I do have a, an update. So number one, the video letters from home from Interstellar. Number two, fanny pack fight scene from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Quince Indianapolis speech, uh, number three from Jaws, and I'm at number four. I've got the Harvard Bar dress down scene, uh, aka the Golden Wood scene. Number four, number five, expectations versus reality. Uh, rest in peace, July Fourth beach scene from uh, Jaws. I I like it, but it had something had to go, and it was you. I'm not going to do a eulogy to that, but I am going to do a eulogy for a real one. Top five eulogy for everything, everywhere, all at once. You're a mouthful to say. (laughs) I hate every time I see your name. I don't like saying it. I'm not good at talking. That's why I started a podcast. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I've said it so many times, I never get it wrong anymore. And I appreciate that. You know what else I appreciate? You gave us hot dog fingers. That's inexplicable. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. And we all love you for it. Unless we don't know what you're talking about. But if we did, we'd love it. You gave us a fight scene with a fanny pack in it. That's incredible. Rakakuni? Don't even get me started. If you didn't see it, that means nothing. And if you did, it means everything. <laughs> everything bagels. People know what those are, but, you know, it's part of the movie. You were a fever dream of ideas and action. It was great. You also inexplicably moved me. I will, I will revisit you, and I might regret this, but... <sighs> It's over, you know. This this you know this timeline dictates your death, untimely or not. So I'm gonna say this, hopefully for the last time. <laughs> Rest in peace, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, um, I am actually gonna have to say it more because of the stupid fanny pack fight scene. Maybe I have to figure out a way to get out of the top five scenes. It's a lot. It's a lot of words to say. I just don't like doing it. Okay, I don't like talking. Uh, let's see as I get to the hour mark. Um, next up, Armageddon on. I think Scott corrected me, but I forget what he said. <laughs> Armageddon it. <laughs> I think that's what he said. AKA Brooks Corner. We're going to recast this movie with the characters. Nope. The actors from Armageddon. Uh, Matt Damon's character. We're going to put Affleck there. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Affleck's in this movie, but I think. We need Ben Affleck here because I need someone 
on the younger side, because I'm pretending they're they're the age that they are in Armageddon. Let's just be clear. <laughs> in the aliveness level. Uh rest in peace, uh big guy, Green Mile, forget his name, had a mojito. It doesn't matter. Matt Damon, uh Ben Affleck is gonna play Matt Damon, and the Robin Williams character is gonna be Bruce Willis. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's bad casting. <laughs> I think. I think you're right. Uh, but I'm going to do it anyways because I do like the idea of them fighting. I don't think it's going to have the nuance and like layers and building up and down. I think they're just going to fight. And maybe that's a different movie, but it's look, I'm hamstrung here. What, what am I going to put Billy Bob there? He, he's not going to do a Boston accent. And if he did, I would never take it seriously. And I guess you could do. St- Hmm. Buscemi could be no, no. I don't. <sighs> we gotta put Buscemi in it though. We'll we'll find that out. Mini Driver. It's gonna be Liv Tyler for for a change. Uh, she's getting the woman's role because she's the only woman <laughs> castable. Um, Ben Affleck's role. I'm gonna give it to Owen Wilson because Ben Affleck is like 99 percent humor in this movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Owen Wilson in that role. Yeah, doing Owen Wilson. Um, Casey Affleck. Oh, that should have been Owen Wilson. I'm going to do Buscemi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to do Bill- Steve Buscemi. He's going to be Casey Affleck. It's good. They're not going to really talk about it. He's going to be the younger brother of Owen Wilson. <laughs> He's going to dress uh, like his third rock character. Hello, fellow youths. Um, and then uh, Stellan Skarsgård, we're going to do... Uh, or it could be the crazy Russian guy, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh no, I'm gonna do Billy Bob because I think a I think it'd be really funny if he was really smart and Southern, just like had Billy Bob's exact accent, but he was super smart. Yeah, you know, like he is in the NASA uh, role. Okay, so that's what we're doing there. <sighs> we did it. Look, this was just getting through it. You know, we're all just waiting on the Barbie episode to drop. I'll think about when to do it. Maybe it'll be a Valentine's thing. Me and my wife revisiting Barbie, how I'm her kin. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think I had something else written down. Written down. I had something else written down for February, but I forget it by now. Um, next up, Matt Damon month continues. Uh, I'm going to do one. I, I've been kind of shuffling these around in my my list for now for a while. I think next up, I want to do one that I've never seen before and I barely know anything about. Uh, we're going to do the talented Mr. Ripley. I don't know. I'm guessing he's Mr. Ripley. I, I feel like people talked about this movie in sort of in connection with like, catch me if you can, or I'm an idiot and there's nothing like that. But, feel like there's some like lion and fraud fraud business happening <laughs> but i don't know we're gonna we're gonna find out next week <laughs> stay tuned is it lying and fraud business or is brandon wrong we'll see here's here's a mojito to you bye <laughs>